Well, welcome to the prayer Bible study, uh, midweek Bible study, and we're in the uh, first epistle to Peter, just getting started in the introduction. So welcome along, and may you enjoy the words of Peter and others that we find here on his subject. Well, <clears throat> in Peter we find, in chapter 1 and verse 7 of First Peter, the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honour <clears throat> and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. This is the aim of Peter, and we're looking at the aim of Peter as he's um, writing this epistle to the people. He's writing it to those scattered about, Jewish people scattered about. <clears throat> and his aim is to help them and us to remain faithful in times of trial and persecution. And woven throughout the book of First Peter are several references to suffering and persecution. The one we just read, including verse 6, chapter 2 and verse 19, we have there further reference to suffering and persecution and trouble. <clears throat> and this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. And the word suffer is used again in that context there. In chapter 3, verse 16, it also talks about suffering there having a good conscience that were as they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it's better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. And there are other references like that. So Peter's aim is to encourage them in the troubles. And so it's a good book. I think it's appropriate book for where we're at today. We don't know where <clears throat> all, this, all the restrictions and laws are going to go. We pray that they be removed. They have a sunset clause in them that they'll pull them back. But if they don't, it's pretty ominous that troubles could be around for the Christian that speaks the truth. <clears throat> the believers to whom Peter was writing were beginning to face actual persecution. Persecution for their faith in Christ. It wasn't the persecution of Titus coming down and destroying Jerusalem. It was because it was prior to that that this was written. Not the empire-wide ban on Christianity that came later. Uh, this suffering refers to those things that come upon Christians as they live faithfully. As they live faithfully, as we live faithfully in a pagan and hostile society. And so persecution took the forms of slander, riots, <clears throat> local police action and social ostracism. And the readers are in Courage to rejoice and live above the reproaches that come with these things. Let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, as we face trials and tribulations uh, through regularly living as godly people, that we would be encouraged by reading First and Second Peter and other portions that we'll look at this evening. Lord, bless the word for your praise and glory to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Some of the uh, temptations, and we'll look at some of them coming from Peter. We'll go through the book and pick on a few, but others are found throughout the scriptures in the New Testament and old. <clears throat> it's like a picture of pilgrim 
if you've been watching the the missionary story or the story for Junior Church, uh, Pilgrim had a big load on his back in the picture. And this is a load of sin. And when he comes to the cross and prayed and asked for forgiveness, the, the burden rolled off. But after that, the Christian does have, and I've got a picture here of a, a chap bearing a big bag of burdens and different things that is on his back. And he's perspiring, trying to climb up a hill. <clears throat> well, here's some of the things that you might be <laughs> sweating on, perspiring and having trouble with. The first one is temptation. And that was in the reference we first read in verse 6 of chapter 1. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season ye are be, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold trials. The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes. Remember Job? When I'm tried, I shall come forth as gold. I think we can tie that right in with this verse here. Job 23 verse 10 actually. But here, manifold temptations, manifold trials that come our way. <clears throat> in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, let me read this one to you about <clears throat> manifold trials. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation provide a way of escape that ye may be, may be able to bear it. And so we have a, these temptations that come. These are, it's not a suffering, but it's a thing that we have to endure and that we feel gets us down, and sometimes we yield to that temptation. And we, and we shouldn't. And we shouldn't yield to, to these things that come that tempt us to sin and fall away from the Lord and, and being... Uh, walking, in, walking in fellowship with him in the book of James, just back a little bit in James chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. And so the temptations we face, as in form of trials, temptations, urgings to do the wrong thing, to the old sinful nature, <clears throat> be encouraged that the Lord can give you victory if you trust in him and he'll, he won't let you be tempted above that which you're able. We read in Corinthians, he'll provide a way of escape from that. And I pray that you take that way of escape, that I take that way of escape. Um, <clears throat> James chapter 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And verse 12 of chapter 1, Blessed is the man that endureth temptations, for when he is tried in heaven, when he is tried, not tempted down here, when he is tried up there for how he lived, he shall receive a crown of life. And so we can have a crown of life if we're victorious over the temptations uh, <coughs> that are hurled at us. You know? and, so, and that come from within, as we've read. <clears throat> Often they come from within. Many times when we think about something and when we shouldn't be thinking about it. And we're dwelling on something we shouldn't be dwelling on. So <clears throat> have the victory over temptations. One burden on the back of a Christian. And... Romans 7 talks about that with Paul. The next one is the suffering on this big bag of burdens. Suffering. 1 Peter chapter 2 
and verse 19. We read there, For thus this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. And we might be suffering wrongfully we, t- today. We, you know, things that come our way that are just not right. Other people do these things. The world does it to us, suffering wrongfully. It's thankworthy if a man for conscience endure this. What glory is it if when you are buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when you do well, do the right thing and suffer for it and take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. You say, well, that's stretching it. That's what the Bible says. Didn't the Lord Jesus suffer like that? <clears throat> and so suffering is mentioned a few times in, in 1 Peter in this sense. So the, t- the, the weight of temptation, the weight of suffering, chapter 5 and verse 10 of James, but the God of all grace who hath called us to eternal glory by Jesus Christ after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. We go through suffering to be strengthened, established, and settled. That's the purpose of God having this come into our life. And we've been looking at Apostle Paul on Sunday morning, and we'll look at he in a couple of weeks, well, one and a half weeks' time again, and the suffering he went through. Second Peter four twelve to nineteen. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-7, it talks about suffering. 2 Timothy 3, 17. Yea, all of you that will, yea, all that will live godly shall suffer persecutions. So this is burden. <clears throat> These are the things that we might be burdened down with that we have to give to the Lord, have to get victory over in our Christian life. There is something else that we might suffer. Ill, poor health. Poor health. And back in the book of James, the last chapter of the book of James, it speaks about this. If someone's sick, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, it's not the oil, it's the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Poor health. Can you think of someone else that had poor health? Well, Job didn't have it, but it came quickly upon him. In chapter 2, verse 7, there in the Old Testament of Job, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sores, sore boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took a potsherd with which to scrape himself and sat down among the ashes. In verse 13 of that chapter, so they sat down with him, his uh, miserable comforters, sat down with him upon the ground even seven days and seven nights, and none spoke a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. And sometimes physical suffering, poor health can come in that, and it's, it's grievous to be bedridden on your back, looking up at the ceiling. I know about that. Didn't know about it for a long time. Didn't have to go to hospital. But when we had major surgery, the, the ill health, and you just don't have the strength And things sometimes get out of perspective. Keep them in perspective. Keep looking to eternity, the long-range view, the the big picture. It's not just down here. This suffering body, this ill health will go one day. And as we grow older, ill health is a common thing. Pray that God gives you good health. (laughs) And then you have another thing that can be on our back, 
And that's rejection. Rejection. In First John, in First John, way back where we we are in Peter, or just after Peter, we find there <coughs> chapter three and verse eighteen of First John. It talks there about being rejected, not being part of the grip. Hey, we're in a world that's hostile to the Lord and to Christians, and we can expect sometimes that we're not going to be accepted. Our message will be rejected and they put make it part of us and they reject us too. And we'll go to chapter 2 and verse 9. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the, the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. He that hateth, we will be hated of some. We won't be liked by all. And as it says in verse 11, he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walking in darkness. And we shouldn't be a part of that. We're to walk in the light because we're children of light. In John's Gospel, chapter 15 and verse 18, this burden of being rejected. If the world hate you, you know it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world... But I've chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they've persecuted me, they'll persecute you. If they've, not, if they've kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. And so this matter of the burden of rejection, and uh, you, you might have tried to speak to someone about the Lord Jesus, and they... Uh, don't like what you say and they reject you and the message you gave them. And that can have us to be afraid to share the message because every time I talk about the Lord or challenge a sinner about need of salvation, they reject me. No, they're rejecting the Lord. They're rejecting the message you, you've given and they reject the messenger. That They did it to the Lord Jesus. As it said there, if they treated him that way, they'll treat us that way. They'll hate us. And it hates it hated him before it hated us. Hey, if, we, if we're of the world, if we can get on with the world, worldly people swearing and doing their parties and telling their jokes, their wicked jokes, we're not of the Lord. If we're of the world, the world will love its own and they love to have the people around them go on about these things so <clears throat> temptation one of the burdens suffering poor health rejection hey this fits right in with paul and uh, and how they treated him after he got the truth people are not prone to love the truth but to despise and hate the truth there's another thing that comes into <clears throat> into our lives that may be a, a burden to us and that's found in hebrews chapter 12 and that's hardship we go through some hard times. And being as old as I am, you know about hardships that come. And uh, the Lord give us victory, has given us victory over those and will. In Hebrews 12, 12, Wherefore lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. We're, huh, we've had a hard time of it. We've had a hard day. Huh. Um, <clears throat> and make straight paths for your feet lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, and let it rather be healed. 
And so <clears throat> trust in the Lord and get strength from him, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God and, and root of bitterness from this hardness. You say, well, I'm a Christian. All things should be working good. No. As we looked at Saturday on Sunday and we're going to look on in a couple of weeks' time, Lord willing, we shall suffer persecution. And all that live godly. <clears throat> and so hardship. Galatians 6, 9. We haven't time to look at the, all these verses that are written down, but 2 Corinthians. And you can look at the outline and, and get many more verses that have to do with each of these points. Stress. Stress. <laughs> Stressed out. You can usually tell a person that's under stress and uh, that shows on their face. Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23 and following. We read there, and this is one that we're going to look at in a few weeks' time. Just start, start it off, you can finish it. <clears throat> are, are they ministers of Christ, I speak as a fool, I am more. In labours more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons frequently, in deaths often of the Jews five times received I forty stripes. Um, <clears throat> Thrice I was beaten with rods and once I was stoned and the list goes on and on and on. You talk about stress. Paul <laughs> could have been stressed and it could have, he could have said, I'm not going back to any synagogue. I'm not going to talk to the Jews anymore. I'll just go to the Gentiles. They don't do this to me as much. They did later. <laughs> but... <clears throat> the stress that he had from all these things and, and the burden of all the churches, he said in one of the verses that has to do with this hard time that he is under. In Matthew 6, 34, it tells us to be not anxious of the things that are coming. You know, today, we could be stressed out about this or that and the other, finances, food. Um, <clears throat> we're going to get have a job. Um, are going to keep the payments, they're going to keep the house, they're going to feed the kids. All these things could be stressing us out from the situations we're in. But praise the Lord that in the church, most of the people have got their jobs and more work than they can handle at this time. It's a thank we're thankful for that. Second Corinthians 1, 8 and 10 talks about the troubles that come and the comfort we have in the Lord. And Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. <laughs> So if you're stressed, go to the Lord. Think of him. Think of the big picture. Think of eternity. And another one is loneliness. Found in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. We read <coughs> 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17. At my first answer, no man stood with me, said Paul, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. No one was backing him up. <laughs> Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and, un and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. So <clears throat> everyone left him, departed on his own, lonely. <laughs> but the Lord stood with him. And the Lord was like that too at one stage. He, in John 16... 32 to 20, 33 there, it speaks of him being in loneliness, left alone. And there's one in the Old Testament in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 14. 1 Kings 19, 14. And here's old Elijah. He'd just done great things for the Lord and he's fled. 
and was it Jezebel? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I, only am left. <laughs> Loneliness, I'm on my own. They seek my life to take it away. And he took off. He fled. And he uh, was pouting. He was sulking. And um, as we say, under the juniper tree. <laughs> and then the Lord said to him in verse 18, Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed me. Ah, there are others. We don't have to be lonely. There are, we, have a, we have many others. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. We're numbered with the faithful. They mightn't be here now, but they've been here, and they've been through it. And so <clears throat> that loneliness, we need to trust in the Lord. He will deliver us and take that burden and bear it with us. And the last one is ridicule. Ridicule in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. We read there, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. Hey, this is a, this is a burden we bear. And Peter's aim was to help those Christians he was writing to, scattered abroad, lost their jobs, lost their family, and lost a lot of friends and their home, their house, everything. He said, be faithful. Even though you're tempted, you're suffering, you've got poor health, you're rejected, you've got hardship and stress and loneliness and ridicule. Trust in the Lord. He's the one that will bring you and get you through this. Then 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And <clears throat> I've called this chin up. Chin up. You know what that means, don't you? You know, just hanging your head down and all upset about the situation and the burdens you're bearing. Hey, we all go through it. You know, some people think they're the only ones going through troubles. We all go through it in some way. And we and the devil knows what to pick on us, particularly to make us fall if he can. In Second Corinthians four verse seventeen, we read, "For our faith, for our light, sorry, a light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory." Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it's for a brief time. Life's over soon, and we're all gone. And so endure it. Endure it. It's only short. Short-lived, it seems to be long when you're in it, of course. It works for us a far more exceeding internal weight of glory. The more suffering, the more glory. You can talk about a soldier like that. The more suffering, the more glory. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. Chin up, look at the things that are unseen. The things around you that are causing these problems we've listed tonight, they're temporal, they're short it's very quick it'll be gone but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal they're the important things look up to the Lord <laughs> looking unto Jesus for the joy that was set before him Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2 and Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. That's in the future. Chin up. Keep looking forward 
to the Lord coming and the blessing of being with him and, and the fellowship we have for eternity. And we haven't faced much in our life in this country. We probably have not faced any actual physical persecution, but we still face the trials of life, the difficulties that come to our lives daily. And therein lies one of the main values of this book, the daily struggles of life for a Christian. Get, uh, get to know the Lord and be strengthened by him and be encouraged by him. Know his word, get in fellowship with Christians and uh, chin up, look to eternity.